0: podcast is part
1: of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Unashamedly Cricket, this is The Cricketer. Hello there, welcome back to The Cricketer Podcast with me, George Dobell, and my friends, colleagues, who knows, let's not get bogged down in details, Philip Brown and Jonathan Trott. Uh, before we start, guys, uh, let remind everyone what you've been up to in the last week. Trotty, you, you seem to be back in England, I recognise the wardrobes.
0: Mm-hmm. Back in England, uh, from Bangladesh, a few uh, days of not heading to the Oval um, for a couple of days, and then uh, we'll go back to. I think we're playing Pakistan supposedly in Sri Lanka just before the Asia Cup, which starts at the beginning of September in Lahore. Is our two round robin games getting the air miles in, Philip? Where have you been? Mm-hmm.
2: I've been to uh well uh I've been to Manchester and I saw three and a bit days of very good cricket and I and then I stood in the rain for a couple of days and found out, if anyone's interested, that cameras and lenses aren't waterproof and they can get damaged through standing in the rain for too long.
1: Who who would have thought? Right, so obviously I was doing the same thing. I was in Manchester watching the Ashes. Um, Australia have retained in slightly disappointing fashion, but what do we think? Trotty, what do you think? Does that seem like a a fair reflection of the cricket we've seen so far this summer?
0: Um, No, I don't think so because of how tight the games were uh, and the type of cricket. So for us to have a result like that in the fourth game where the previous three had been you know quite enthralling and, and quite uh exciting finishes that just seems to have fizzled out and that's the type of cricket England are playing really exciting and really bold um you know bold decision making bold batting and 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 um i think bold captaincy and leadership to 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 win the toss and bowl first because of the weather you would say generally you don't want to look too far ahead but the decision seemed or is worked out perfectly um it's just the weather, you know. Took its toll, and unfortunately, England weren't able to push for uh, the victory to make it to all.
1: Yeah, they, they're definitely bold, um, but uh, and they definitely a bit had the better of the previous couple of so the last two tests. But over the course of the series, are we are we not in danger of forgetting the, the mistakes at Edgbaston, uh, some of the batting at Lords, the drop catches, the no balls. Mm.
0: Well, yeah, but yeah, I think those sorts of things, I would say the drop catches and the no balls, I would say that. But, I mean, you can't really, I don't think, say mistakes in the batting when you look at the way that they've played. We can't have it both ways, if you like. There are well, that's be funny you they, should say. That,
1: yeah, that, That's funny you should say because I thought that this performance in Manchester in particular was actually the best performance and it was it was the most mature performance because obviously they're a naturally aggressive side but I thought they earned the right to be I thought they built their innings yeah so that that stand between uh, Zach Crawley and Moen Ali for example wasn't particularly unusual in its uh in the pace of scoring but it saw off the new ball it set a platform for those who came and I thought what we've seen probably Ben Stokes has been the best example is if you want to call it basketball fine but it's been baseball with some finesse. It's been much more intelligent. It hasn't been as uh, it hasn't just been fifth gear. I don't know. I, I think we've seen their style of play evolve in the last couple of games.
0: I think maybe we saw the side, especially Lords, where they just sort of keep keep getting caught behind the wicket or trying to take on the short ball. I think you'd say that is a little bit reckless. I think now, if you look at the the way that they were dismissed, this test match I mean Ben Stokes coming down the wicket and still getting bold um Harry Brooke called on the boundary they, they were trying to force the game and I think what what I, the point I'm trying to make is this test match they were trying to force a result they were trying to push and, and save as much time whereas at Lords or at, at Edbeston it was probably a little bit more just occupying the crease and batting a little bit better if you like and being a, and putting a little bit more price on your wicket I know that sounds you know old-fashioned and then that's exactly what they want to stay away from, but there are times in Test match cricket where you perhaps need to soak up a bit of the the pressure, you know, when it's bad light or it's towards the close of play, and and, and just assess the conditions and the scenario and situations of the game, getting a little bit smarter in that. But you know, I, I think the, the the crowd have been entertained. I think Test match cricket is uh, at, at the best state it's been at with regards to comp- competitiveness or watchability. Um, and, you know, I'm sure the Oval's going to be no different. What do you think, Philip? Have you seen any changes?
2: Yeah. Uh, I'm I, Just thinking about the whole series, and, you know, it's such a disappointment, obviously, that this Test match got washed out. I think when I got to Manchester, as a lot of people did, that was the forecast, and I just kind of resigned myself to the fact that, it, you know, we knew what the score was going to be leaving Manchester, so that's disappointing. But the the cricket on offer is is phenomenal. Uh, you know, Zach Crawley. Let's not forget that uh, you know he he kind of had an inside edge early on, and he was quite lucky to be there. But you know, to what I can't remember. What, what do you finish with? One eighty nine. Yeah, and, and you know, one of the greatest Ashes innings ever. And what I thought was. I, Zach Crawley's a lovely guy, but and I was privy to this. I was on the uh, outfield before the test, and someone someone was trying to record little bits with all the players saying, "You know, we've got Stuart Broad on five nine eight. So can you just say something about you know his six hundred wicket as a kind of tribute? So we've got it ready for that." And Zach Crawley said, "Well, why don't you get a why don't you get a proper player to do that?" And I said, no, no, we're getting everyone. So every time he walked past me, I'd say, you are a proper player, Zach. And, you know, especially after he scores, you know, nearly, nearly a big daddy hundred as uh, Gucci would call it. He is a proper player, but it's, you know, it's great. And it's just such a shame. I'm saying it over and over again, such a shame that it fizzled out and it's taken a lot of the oomph out of the series. No fault of anyone,
1: but but mother nature. Yeah. Uh, she's a bad mother in many ways, isn't she? <laughs> we should all be taken into care. Um, on Zach Crawley, Trotty, you, you were Kent's what assistant coach, batting coach uh, mm-hmm. for a couple of seasons. General dog's while, body. Yeah. General dog's body, yeah. <laughs> That's what I said in the contract. Um, you, you would have worked with him when he was quite a young fellow, yeah. even a teenager maybe. Uh, was it yeah. obvious uh, how talented he was? Uh, could, could you see him going on and having this
0: success with england well yeah it's a strange one because i would have i played against him as well i remember playing against him in my last year or so as well and then next year i was at kent so getting to work a lot more closely and and getting to see him a lot more so um the talent is there the natural hand-eye coordination and the strokes are there i think it's it's now about him learning his game and it's, it's quite tough learning his game at almost the test level, because he hadn't played a lot of international cricket. He was sort of put in that position uh, at an early age. Um, and you would say his first-class stats as well probably don't stack up to someone who should be knocking on the door of international cricket. But the talent um, and the ability to play innings that take away the game from the opposition is, is why he's selected. We saw him play fantastic innings against Pakistan in the, in the COVID era um, down at Hampshire. And you just saw the the talent and the, the the promise there. It's about I think for Zach is being having that consistency. And you there are all going to be times when he gets out perhaps playing an attacking shot. But we've got to remember that. We we can't have the innings we had at Old Trafford and and try and, and try and sort of um push him in a direction that isn't suited or isn't natural to him. The way he played is natural to him and suits the way that Ben Stokes and Brendan McCullum want them to play cricket and, and he's following their orders. Um and, and the promise was there. It's now about him being able to be a little bit more consistent and, um, you know, going on and making that opening position his for for the next, you know, the next five ten years.
1: The other guy you'd have played with a fair bit coming through is Johnny Bairstow. Uh, in mm. fact, you, you would have toured um, mm. with England with him um, a few times. Yeah. I mean, I think he's and he gave a little reminder, almost freakishly good. I, I know he's got mm. a good record, but I'm not sure it's it's quite as good as his talent suggests it could be. And there are days like the other day when he when he scored 99. I think he went from 49 to 99 with Jimmy Anderson, his partner. With 25 think,
0: balls or something, wasn't
1: it? Or well I not because he, he was turning down runs. There were only two singles yeah, in there, 48 yeah. of them were in boundaries. And he hits yeah. it so clearly uh, cleanly rather
0: yeah. um
1: yeah. talk to us about what 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 his special talents are, particularly as a batter.
0: I think with 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 Bluey is when the the, the game is laid out and it's very clear on what is required for him. I think just go out and play a an natural game, and I think with him a clear message is when he plays his best. Just go out and be yourself, go out and just express. And if the ball's there, hit it. Don't think you don't have to overthink things. Don't overthink the situation. So when he bats with the tail, suits him perfectly. Um sometimes i think johnny can get caught up in we, we've seen a few technical changes a few things here and there but johnny's one of the best hitters in world cricket you speak to anybody around the world obviously Josh butler's there but bluey can be just so <laughs> Such should stop calling him blue but johnny is one of the cleanest hitters and we saw that the other day hitting it into the wind and what was a big boundary at manchester taking on uh, that square leg boundary a few times um, and if you speak to anybody at IPL or anyone in ODI cricket, he's right up there as one of your top players and one of the most dangerous and and um, uh, has the ability to take a game on single-handedly and take it away from you. So, talented player um, seems to be getting a little bit better with the gloves, and that'll take time. You, you know, keeping is something that you can't just pick up. As he said in, in various stages, this he's only a couple of weeks in or two months into coming back.
1: Yeah, well, let's talk, Let, let's talk
0: about
1: that. Let's talk about that, because he did say that. And I know that you worked with him when you were, I don't know, what one, one of the England batting coaches. Um, mm. But with the keeping, I mean, I think he thought he was putting his critics in their place, but what he actually said was, you know, I've got pins and plates in my leg. You know, it's very badly broken. I wasn't sure I could be able to walk properly again. I haven't kept for years, and here I am in a test match. And he kind of proved them right, didn't he? he kind of suggested that he wasn't ready to come back as wicketkeeper
0: no what I'm trying to say is he's he's almost given an explanation why he's not being perfect I think a lot of the time when we have especially in the ashes you expect people to be perfect and you know um, the thing with the keepers or or anybody they don't have a I think what he's trying to say is they don't have a delete button or a uh, rewind button. Everything's done, recorded, and and played over and over cool. again. And but
1: the, but they did have they did have another option there, didn't they? I don't think many people would dispute mm. that Johnny Best is one of the six best batters in England. I don't mm. think a, a, a very few would dispute that. Mm. The, the The question was more whether he should have been keeping
0: when he's clearly said that physically he's struggling. Well- it might not be to you guys it might be just the general public or the ecb they you know, might be saying that too you know so he might just be saying look obviously my keepings are great but i feel like it's coming on and i do and i watch him now when he's running between the wickets sometimes i do see him limp i do see him still limping mm-hmm. a little bit now and again but for and no, i was having been with him I, was, I played in his debut test match and worked with him and watched him and uh and uh, sort of Watched his his career develop and the way that he's progressed magnificently, I, you can see that he limps now and again when he's running between the wickets. Uh, you aware well, what awesome. a good
1: rugby, what a good rugby player he was.
0: Yeah, yeah, very good. Yeah, he's a fantastic sportsman. I'm sure if he picked up a dart, if he picked up darts, he'd be good at that. Or if it's picked up a snooze cookie, he'd be good at that. So they, they tell me the he would have played players.
1: They tell me he would have played rugby for England. He was that good. Have, have you have you seen signs of that?
0: not sure about that um but I know he's very enthusiastic about his his leads his lead teams Um uh, and 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 it better it, it, but that's just the type of character whenever he does something he does it full-on he hits the ball a, a, a country mile
1: yeah.
0: um and uh extremely talented at that as well so, um I'm sure if he had put his mind to rugby he could have been very very good at it as well
1: Uh, Philip he comes across sometimes in the in our press conferences as a little bit defensive even chippy uh one-to-one he's not like that at all is he when when there's not cameras on him he's as friendly and warm as you could want him to be I mean you probably have seen more of him over the years than most is that your impression
2: yeah lovely lovely guy and uh very friendly uh yeah i I do see that side of him i saw that interview with i think it was sky uh, and a similar interview with the bbc the other day and he did seem a bit defensive and wanted to make a couple of points about he didn't he he obviously doesn't like criticism show me someone who loves criticism and i'll show you a very unusual person yeah but uh no right really do you like criticism george no um no Thank you. What okay. are you about to offer, sir? Well, I could I've got I've got some notes here, but anyway, we'll do that. We'll do that after the podcast, will we? Uh but lovely guy. I haven't got a bad word to say about Johnny. Good stuff. I think right.
0: with, with with a guy like Johnny, he's, he's been in and out of the team constantly, you always think you're sort of justifying your existence. And I think that's the problem that Johnny will have. Um, and also being in a position that is scrutinized or involved with it, almost every single play of the game where you'll be you'll be analyzed your decision, your energy, your hands, you know how you are behind the stumps. You're constantly on the microphone. You're always going to be in the in the, the viewer's eyes. And I think that's the one thing where Johnny just wants to go on and play his game and get on in his game as much as he enjoys the limelight. I'm not sure that's a hundred percent him. So I think sometimes when he comes across on an interview, he, he can be a little bit feisty, and he, you're not going to get the the right choice of words. And the, the, the calmness of a Joe Root, for example, when he does an interview, there's always a bit of thought and pause with blue, it's 100 miles an hour. And he sometimes says, you know, what's on his chest, or, you know, he wears his heart on his sleeve. And that's what he does, get.
1: particularly as uh, he's sometimes asked to do it in the immediate aftermath of success when the heart is racing Mm. and he's emotional Mm. and you know we we ask a lot of you guys sometimes to speak in those those moments listen I don't know if you're comfortable telling us but when you worked with him are you working on technical stuff or
0: is it mainly mental well I think at that level it's a lot of it is mental stuff and a lot of it is getting the players to understand or for me to understand what they think thinking or where they are with their game, because it's often with players of that quality. It's just the odd tinkering here and there. I think a lot of the time they like to figure out for themselves, uh, players who get to the top of play at that level, understand their game very well. And I mean, that's a different, very, very different scale. If you, the likes of Joe Root to operate at such a high intensity or high level, as opposed to someone starting starts in their career, like a Zach Crawley, There's, you probably do a little bit more technical work with Zach Crawley than mental work. Whereas I think with a guy like Johnny now, everything would just be about making him feel as good as possible. He, and also the character, Johnny's more likely to speak to you than you have to force a conversation as a coach. Whereas other players are a little bit quieter. Johnny's always going to talk to you and ask you what you think. So you don't have to pick a moment when you can try and, speak to them about the way that they're playing they'll talk to you so he's one of those characters that always come to you ask for advice extremely hard worker the game um and a pleasure to work with really
1: good stuff right let's take a break and when we come back we'll hear from my boss hugh on what's in this month's magazine
0: this is the cricketer the summer issue of the cricketer magazine continues its coverage of this amazing ashes summer barney Roney asks, is Chris Wokes the greatest all-rounder to play tests for England in England? David Gower likes basball but says England's risk-taking needs to be reined in at times. Vic Mark says everything is working against English spinners and George DeBell and Simon Wild debate the 100. That's in the summer issue of The Cricketer magazine, out now on the newsstand and at www.thecricketer.com slash subscribe. You're listening to a new podcast from The Cricketer.
1: Welcome back to The Cricketer podcast with me, George Develle. I'm joined as ever by Jonathan Trott and Philip Brown. There's no excuse for him. Do you know, Trotty, what we should do, I think, is get this over with. Uh, We should probably do Philip's quiz, although I I am intrigued by your (laughs) wardrobes and I do think there's scope there for a quiz, like what's behind each one but very, well, no, you uh, don't I'm not really asking you you don't want me to let them out <laughs> no, well it's up to you but I think
0: I think <laughs> I think maybe
1: in future we should come out from each one Philip okay. you, you've been talking of coming out of the closet for a long time <laughs> <So it's laughs> pathetic to give us your quiz you finished <laughs>
2: forever <laughs> Right, absolutely. uh Well, I've noticed that you guys aren't that great on the kind of history of cricket. So I thought I'd I'd limit it to like the last 25 years for you. Do you a favour, give you a chance, yeah? So, because if I said to you, who's got the best batting average, and we're talking both teams, Australia or England, in Ashes test matches, who would you say?
1: Don Bradford.
2: Right, you'd say Don Bradford. And Trotty would say... Steve Smith. And the answer is A.E. Trott, who averaged a hundred. Albert Trott. Oh, yeah. Your namesake. So so kind of well done to you, Trotty. What you does know, he average, Philip? Uh, uh well, th- this is where I'm moving on to. So if you if just keep quiet for one minute, if you can. <laughs> right. So we've got Asher's batting averages. Thank you from the last 25 years so so you're going to have a guess at who's in those uh, who's in the top well you can have top 20 but I'd rather you got top 10 people so I'm going to because your namesake leads the Ashes batting average in history John okay. I'm going to go with you first mm-hmm. so give me well, some. Well, what of- is his
0: average what is his average by the
2: way uh a. A. Tr- Arnold Trot two point five, and Brad how many games 20- wasn't Arnold.
1: Do you call him Arnold? Uh, Albert art.
2: I, I, yeah,
0: I call him, him or oh,
2: I
1: called him Arnold. <laughs> did, did
0: you? You he's, go way back. he's he's the only player to have hit it over the Lord's Pavilion.
1: Yes. Good knowledge. Good
0: um, knowledge. To, when it, uh, yeah. Trotty, how so far did you say... come to hitting it over the
1: Lord's Pavilion? What was the closest you I, came?
0: Uh, I think I hit a one bounce four once. <laughs> <laughs>
2: And anyway, to answer the okay. other question, Bradman in Ashes tests averaged 89.78. Okay, good, good it's, stuff then. So, in, so, so
0: Bradman second.
2: Yeah, but let's forget good. about the hun, whatever we've got 100 and what well, have we got 150 years? Of, uh, let's just think okay, last 20 25 years. 25 years. So Trotty, okay. give someone the name of someone who's in the, in the averages, the top or well, hopefully the top 10. Uh, Steve Smith Steve Smith that is uh that's uh that's uh, yes fifth he's fifth okay and he's average 55.79 so well done you George give me a top 10. uh Travis Head Travis Head uh no oh not in there not in there uh Trotty come on you can make it two nil give me give me another one top 10. Ricky Ponting ricky ponting uh, just look a lot uh, no he's 18th so no he's wow. only 44.21 so it's one nil george mark taylor no <laughs> trotty
0: okay um ijl trot
2: well isn't that funny because you should be very proud and you are very proud aren't you very proud Englishman you are 10th in the last yeah. 25 years Ashes batting and you're actually the top England player everyone above you all nine above you are Australians Okay, Isn't that incredible
0: what is my average I guess
1: in Ashes I'll, I'll tell you Oh, come on, Trotty. I don't know. I
0: don't. You're fishing. (laughs) No, I don't. Honestly, I don't. I know you don't. Very,
2: very respectable 48.26. And you yeah. Sorry, are you whipsing? Are you disappointed with that? Just ahead of Michael Warren.
1: Why? Because because it was 50 until the last series, I guess.
0: (laughs) Maybe it wasn't. I I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what it was. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Um, Ahead, uh, of who's ahead of them? Who, uh, who's ahead of Steve Smith? I'm trying to think who would be fourth, third, right? Well, I'm, g- I'm gonna give you the why, well, ah, just- Steve Wall. There we go, that's my
2: second, very good one. There
1: we go, 58.75. Come on, George. You must okay. get one. Sorry, what are you asking me? What? Top 10, didn't he? Did Steve Steve War made his debut in '87, didn't he? '86, '87. Yeah, but this is
2: averages in the last 25 years.
1: Oh, okay, fine.
2: Okay. Do you want to please get one? Just just for your own sake, or it's embarrassing.
1: Come on, George. Uh only Australian players. Is David Warner in there? He wouldn't be in there, surely. Ah. No, definitely not. Right. I'm gonna give you the I'm gonna give
2: you the the top ten. Okay, Trotter, you've what you've won this. Uh, ninth, Chris Rogers, eighth mark wow. war with 50.09 seventh justin langer sixth mitch marsh 53. fifth was as we said steve smith fourth sean marsh third andrew simons second steve war and top of the pile mike hussey 59.27 wow and- Thanks, thanks very much. And I did that quit. I organized that quiz, I think a very, very good one. Just before I went and met uh Alex Walker for of the Satan Striders for a run round uh, Rickmansworth. So I said I'd give
1: him a mention. I have now, so carry on. Gold. Uh thank you. Well, you won that one. Good and proper Trotty. Um look, going into this this final test, it is possible that there's a few England guys who are playing. Their last, uh, mm. you would think Moen was, but but possibly Jimmy Anderson, Stuart Broad, who else? Is it possible that even we... Ben Stokes is playing his last? No, it, 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 you don't think so. You're pretty confident that no. Ben Stokes carried where, on.
0: Where's the tour? Where's the tour this winter?
1: India is the uh, the, the next Test series that's in from January.
0: No, I think Moe will go on that. I think they'll try and get him to go on that because you've seen how much it spins in India. Obviously, with Leach and his injury, hopefully he'll be back and fit and firing. Um, but I think they'll want to take it off spinner for that. And obviously, a left off orthodox and have the variation. Obviously, Ahmed might come into it from uh, Leicestershire or Rashid. They might try and persuade him to come out of uh, or. Red Bull hiatus what if, if that's yeah, a good, I don't think that will happen. Really, I, I'd, I'd be yeah. surprised
1: if Bowen went as well to be but I can't see it.
0: Stokes the way the way that the team is operating I can't see Ben giving up he said that test cricket is the ultimate uh format for him obviously injury dependent and how he goes at this whether he comes back and plays ODI cricket who, who knows um for the World Cup um touch it's sorry others. do you think
1: that's still a possibility
0: I'd be staggered if that happened. I mean, just yeah, I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm hoping it doesn't. Well, <laughs> as, I, as I, we will uh... be playing England in Delhi, I'm not sure the pitch is big enough then. But um
1: but really, just I on think... that, you, you would, you would, uh, as Afghanistan's coach, you would rather not see him in the opposition. You'd still fear him that much as a batter.
0: Well, yeah, he's won the last two World Cups for England, batting. <laughs> yeah. And being at the end, so he's pretty much a big match player and plays well in World Cups, I'd say. Uh, uh, well, he does unquestionably, but, other, but, I think but England he is, doesn't. Yeah. He used to have two legs. It, it, it sometimes feels,
1: you know, he, he's really struggling with that knee, isn't he?
0: Yeah, but I think if he has September off, or he doesn't play now against New Zealand. He'll be he would be ready, and um, for a World Cup, he's a big match player, big temperament, and likes the occasion and leads from the front. So um, they'll be foolish not to try and get to play at our cricket. But that's up to him again. Um, but he does enjoy test cricket, and I think he's close to playing 100 test matches as well. I think he likes that side of the game and would be very proud of being able to achieve that. Certainly, being captain in your 100th test match would be amazing. Mm. Um, and I think he'd also enjoy the challenge of going to India and trying to win a test series there as well. I think they'd see that as a challenge, not necessarily as something to be afraid of. They'd see that like the Ashes or like going to Pakistan. They try and take india on at their own game no matter what pitches they play on so i can see them we can see how much ben rates mo by getting him into play in such an important series it very easily they could have gone to someone who bowls a bit of spin like a will jacks or, or or someone like a liam dawson who bowls spin but they went with mo and i think he will one more involved is you know going forward and whether that's to mo, up to mo's thinking or liking i'm not sure so um It'd be interesting to watch that. But I can certainly see, and I don't know about Jimmy and Brodie. Um, I don't know about them and, and, and their desires to continue playing, uh, especially next summer or this winter.
1: Okay, do you have any thoughts, Philip? Uh, you, you obviously see people close quarters, seen anything that might give us a clue? I th- well, I think we're going to see a bit of a different team
2: uh, from England at the Oval. I just get the feeling that... Uh, some people aren't aren't fit. Some people aren't going to play. And you've got, you know, what better chance to throw, maybe Josh Tongue back into the, back into the team, see what he's got again. Uh, yeah, I think
1: it'd be quite different. In place of who? I oh, think yeah. Wokes. you might be struggling, Trotty. I think, uh, and maybe oh, really? Stuart Broad as well. Stuart Broad's played five tests in what seven weeks. Done absolutely brilliantly. I'm sure he'd love to play another one. But you know, there were some very very sore people by. Saturday evening in in Manchester, you know who knows how they'll be. When yeah, they start but if it is Stuart Tuesday. Broad's
0: last test, he will be playing.
1: Yeah, <laughs> You would think he would want to. Yeah. And, uh, and so Jimmy you. Anderson. I mean, is it possible that this? Well, next... I don't.
0: I didn't know. I didn't know Wokesy had a niggle or an injury. So, I I actually thought they wouldn't make any changes. To be fair.
1: Well, it, it, uh, they because might, don't think... forget
0: they only played three days and and they only bowled one, one and a bit day
1: yeah he is works he's definitely struggling but that, that that's it doesn't mean he's necessarily out what do you think uh, Philip do you think we're gonna see Ben Stokes in India in in either tournament actually uh,
2: uh yeah I think so I uh, very much looking forward to uh that test tour early next year and yeah I really do hope that uh, yeah and I think that we're gonna have Ben Stokes out there as captain and it'll be uh yeah. Be a very interesting trip and as you know i love going to the subcontinent and immersing myself in uh the cricket there and getting out and getting cricket pictures in the street so
0: yeah
1: i think you'll be there for sure you, actually you always said that did, about didn't, india did, didn't you john did, you always said yeah god
0: go dude have they announced the fake the venues for those games
1: no we don't we know what they are though i think What's what do well, I think they might be going to Darjeeling. I think they might be going to Kolkata, Ahmedabad, Mumbai. Can't remember how many have I said. Four. Four.
0: They're going to play
1: Kata. a test match in Darjeeling. Rumour has it.
0: That's interesting. Um, Isn't it for India's? Yeah, for India's. For India's. So I should health. say
1: that that's not confirmed, shouldn't I? I should say don't go booking yeah. your hotels.
0: Um, uh, but I find that very interesting. Um and but brilliant. I think Damaschal is a fantastic venue. Um, but it's just not the um colossal venues that they've always been so successful at. You know, you, you go you go to Chennai, you go to Wanki, you go to tough spinning conditions. Um, but I suppose they can make any pitch spin and suit their home conditions. So um that's gonna be a great and fascinating series to watch. Um but I I as and, and your point about India. Um George, it's such an amazing country. You know, when I first went to 2007 um, on a batting camp to the Brabourne Stadium or in, in Mumbai, and you see, every time you go back to the country, it's changed, it's developed. It's a more advanced um, infrastructure is amazing. I think it's got some of the best hotels in the world, if not the best for for for, for traveling and for cricket tours. So that's <laughs> real different now. Trust me, from the three-star hotel I stayed in in Chandigarh High Street, like My 2008 Lions tour, where my my room didn't have a toilet and doesn't have curtains to the the palaces that pl- the players stay in now, and 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 that's I think indicative of of uh, how much advancement's been made in the in in the in the country and the cricket and infrastructure, but also it makes you appreciate the things that you have now. I suppose
1: what it is we, a great what... place to talk because you you really feel that it matters. Cricket matters. Uh, and there's oh, a real passion actually. for
0: it I, oh,
2: just to, I just wanted to check with traffic what did you miss most uh the toilet or curtains
0: the curtains was the sun would come up and and the, the, the windows had like a sort of a like, a like a purple glazing on them to try and stop the sun coming in but then there was just dogs barking and all sorts of hours by the window and i'll never forget the one day i think my my the window was open and I threw my spoon out the window and I had nothing to make my cup of tea with. And then I look about three three windows down, three rooms down, I see Tim Ambrose having a smoke out the window at 5am and just shaking his head at me in absolute disgust for my behaviour. So <laughs> no well, he's got a
1: point. Why did he throw yeah, you throw
0: but, but you had I had no idea he was watching, but this dog had been barking for about an hour. And we were, right. it was a long, hot day and we had training or we had matched later that day. It's just so typical of Tim Ambrose, just his mannerisms. He, he, he said nothing. And then and, until I saw him, then he just looked at me and just started shaking his head in, in, in utter belief in my behavior. I say I, about I, things, I, 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 was, I was running out of things to throw. I, I, the kettle was next, followed by the TV. But the I, went, I had nothing left. Everything else was gone. The soap bars were gone. The everything was gone. I had nothing else to throw at these dogs.
2: So, so you've thrown a spoon and some soap and some other items at dogs in India,
0: okay? Well, I'll tell you what. Yeah, I did. That's the bit to
1: clip up for the uh, internet. uh, That's uh, that's the bit to uh, clip uh, on Twitter.
0: I will, I will, I will bring a dog and put it outside your window at 4 a.m. and let him bark for an hour, and we'll see what he's thrown. That is quite
1: the threat. What what kind of dog
2: is it? Is it a
0: a man in India? You get all sorts. No, 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 it it had a big voice. That's all I can say.
2: (laughs) Well, on that bombshell, it also had a spoon for a face once you'd finished with it. (laughs) No, but I
0: missed by miles.
1: (laughs) You know, it is incredible the amount of rubbish that we talk, (laughs) not just here. I love dogs,
0: yeah. Not that
1: one. (laughs) Wait, there, do you have a dog?
0: No, I don't have time for one now. You
1: don't love them that much then, do you? (laughs) The evidence, you know, the fact that you don't have one and you throw spoons and soap at them, I don't know. (laughs) I made a joke about eating one of my children on Twitter the other day. You had to be there. And the chief executive of the NSPCC replied, awkward. I think we're going to get something similar with, you know, some sort of dog charity, but there we are. It's Trotty, you've got to blame. I look forward to it.
0: We'll Thank see you me. all.
1: We'll see you next time. Thanks a lot for joining us. This is George DeBell for The Cricketer. I think. The Cricketer with George DeBell and Jonathan Trott is a Sportverse production. Check thecricketer.com for future episodes or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network.